Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sales for Introverts podcast. My name is Mark Wilson and I am the host of this show and also the chief self-professed introvert behind the Sales for Introverts program, which is of course salesforintroverts.com. You can find us there and lots of other places and uh, this beautiful music that uh, you're listening to once again is from my personal friend, Robbie Gomez. So thank you for that again, Robbie. It's been a few episodes since I mentioned it. You can check him out as well on the show notes. So what in the world are we going to talk about today? So if, if you've gotten this far, you must still be in sales and you must still be introverted. So it's time to dive into some topics. Um, and a lot of these topics are just expansions of YouTube videos that I've done. We're going to talk a little bit more about those and dive in a little bit deeper because, you know, you watch a two to five minute video on YouTube, but you don't get to see sort of the backstory and the context behind, well, what provoked me to even produce this in the first place, you know? And while I'm happy that you watched the, those couple of minutes, you know, let's let's chat about it some more. Let's let's have a little bit more frank talk about it, you know? So the first one we're going to look at right now is called, it's on YouTube, and it's called The First Step to Becoming a Great Introverted Salesperson. Not just an introverted salesperson, but the first step to becoming a great introverted salesperson. Take it from me because I had to do it been there i'm still there still living it out so here's the audio from the video and i'm going to go ahead and play that and then i will check back with you in just a minute so what's the first step to becoming a good introverted salesperson admit it you gotta love us introverts because we'd probably rather avoid talking about being introverted to others hey that's what we kind of do best avoiding small talk right well, ironically though, the best thing we can do is to just say it out loud. I'm an introvert, that's me. It's the first step in acknowledging yourself. And I went for years wondering things like, why do I hesitate to make phone calls when it's not a big deal to others? It doesn't mean anything to them, but it does to me. Why do I cringe when I have to talk to my coworkers? Why do I crave being home rather than being out and about. Well, things started to make a lot more sense when I started analyzing myself, even if it was just reading a page on introversion on Wikipedia. My whole world started to come into focus. I was surprised how, instead of getting frustrated or uncomfortable in social situations, I could simply change my approach to work better for me, avoid what I didn't need to be around, and adapt in times where I did. It's not like I needed professional help or anything. I would have been just fine without it. But these are simply just incremental changes you can make to, as I say, become more comfortable and confident in your daily life. The first step to become a successful introverted salesperson is to admit it. The second step is to begin to understand it. And that's what I offer in my course for salespeople, specifically introverted ones. You can check that out. For more info and to register for the online course, go to my website, salesforintroverts.com. Well, thanks for listening and check out my other videos. 
Again, find out more at salesforintroverts.com. Have an awesome day. All right, so that was the end of the audio segment of that video. And obviously, I, I th- this is one of the first ones that I did because this is for people who are fine. The light bulb is going off in their head and they're like, wait a second. Yeah, something's not lining up here. And as far as their career choice goes or, or their personality and, and or trying to marry those two. And, and I've got a feeling that a lot of people, when they finally saw salesforintroverts.com, whether it was a post or a video or even an advertisement, I don't know. But once they finally saw that, that light bulb went off. And it goes back to the first episode, episode one, where I talked about a felt need where people didn't really overtly know how to express this maybe, but that this has been a felt need for a lot of people. The American and Western culture skews so much extroverted for extroverts, and extroverts can fit naturally into that groove, and introverts just can't find it. So maybe you've been in a job for 30 years and you've just felt a little bit of discomfort doing it or you're trying to get into the industry or you're just trying to slam it out every day and it just seems like something is not working. Well, here's where the light bulb goes off. So what do you do next? Well, that's why I say you need to take that first step and just admit it. You know, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a therapist by any stretch of the word. But in therapy, it helps to maybe talk things out and just openly open that box, open that brain up to what you're actually thinking and put some words behind it, verbalize it. And so finally, you can just admit it, admit it to yourself mainly. You're probably not going to say it to somebody else. I don't know, maybe to your partner, to your spouse, uh, to your kids, whoever you like to talk to, your buddies or your friends groups that you hang out with once you get a little bit more comfortable with it. But just admitting it to yourself is a big deal because now you can go back and put all the pieces together in your career and been like, oh, oh yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And that's that's kind of what I did with my not only my career, but my whole life. I had never really even thought about the introvert extrovert thing since maybe high school yeah, because they made us all take the Myers-Briggs test. And as you know, it's I and E is the, the abbreviations and I don't even remember what the other ones are. I'd probably need to go retake it. But I do. The, the one thing I remember about that is because all the kids afterwards go and compare scores and, hey, you're a INFJ or you're a E whatever, whatever, you know, and we'd, we'd compare our acronyms. And I remember mine being somewhat unique, but I'm pretty sure that I skewed the results on purpose because I could tell the trap questions. It was like, Oh, you would rather go out with your friends on the weekend and have fun, or would you rather sit at home and read a book? I'm like, well, geez, I mean, if somebody else is reading this, I don't want to answer that honestly. Of course, I want to be social. I want to be popular. You know, I want to be, I want to be all of those things. And while in reality, maybe I did just want to sit home and read a book or watch a movie or, or do one of my little 
things that I like to do back then. I don't know. But I was very self-conscious about what other people were going to think of my scores, which is kind of a case in point, going back to the culture that we live in. And, I mean, at, at the end of the day, who cares? And at the end of the day, I don't think that I really cared that much, but I know that I skewed some answers. So maybe one day I will retake that test now as an adult with 100% honesty to the best of my ability and see where we end up. I mean, I already know what my EI acronym is going to be. Thank you very much. If you if you can't figure that out by now, then maybe you need to go back to zero and start the very first episode of the podcast. But but no, that, that was just... That was interesting, a little slice of my life. But anyways, going back and just looking at at different parts of my life, when I realized that I was an introvert, everything made so much more sense. Like when we were at my house when I was a kid and the doorbell rang, I would run and hide behind like a piece of furniture and make my sibling open the door or make a parent open the door and I would just kind of peek around the corner or, or spy and see who it was. And if it was somebody that I was comfortable with, I would go say, hey. Otherwise, I would just hide there until they left, you know. I mean, that's the kind of childhood that I had. But even today, you know, I still hesitate to put myself out there in social situations. Now, obviously, as a professional, that's when I'm, I'm just being silly at home. But as a professional... I haven't wrote the book on it, but I made the course on it to how to adapt to those situations. And and quite honestly, I'm I'm more of a people person, able to handle people better than a lot of extroverts that I know now, especially family members, because not all of my family members are in sales and they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to handle people. They might be avoiders. They might want me to talk because they're too shy or something like that. And you can't tell. I'm smiling. I'm just, you know, I think it's kind of silly, but no, I, I've, I, I get it now. And so my recommendation to you is that you admit it and you admit it to yourself and it takes a weight off your shoulders. It honestly does. So let's go back to a comment that I made a few minutes ago about our culture being skewed towards extroversion. Well, if you didn't know, or maybe if I hadn't discussed it very much, you should look into that. There's a book that I read. It's called Introvert Power by Dr. Laurie Helgo. There's a video coming up on that as well, and we'll definitely talk about that because that is a big deal. And talking about light bulbs going off, it, it had been years since I realized I was an introvert, but finally I read a book about it just to see, I mean, am I just some kind of crazy moronic idiot who can't do normal life like normal people or am uh, is there something more to the story there and what was more of the story was that you know neurotic tendencies aside that I was an introvert and that reading uh, this book among other books was was really helpful again it's called introvert power by dr. Lori Helgo it's sitting here right on my my desk there's a image of a turtle on it obviously invoking the idea that introverts kind of go into their shell a lot and are hesitant to stick their heads out or their necks out too right but anyways yeah so she does talk about our culture in there and it's kind of just like talking about something obvious again a felt need that how how skewed extrovert everything is think about the news and the news articles that get the most promotion are ones that stand out the most, that are the most bombastic. 
and think about news channels out there and how they take different approaches and you probably know what I'm referring to without me even have to mention it. Well, yeah, we'll not get into that one on this episode, but but there's that. But also, social media. I mean, ridiculous. There's the only way to get noticed on social media is to put yourself out there and be something crazy or provocative. And that is just not in my blood, I guess, as you could say. So, but, and yet I found myself uh, living in this culture and don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm perfectly happy here and it's fine with me. If I lived in Japan or somewhere that is somewhat introverted, while I might enjoy the cuisine, it might drive me nuts after a while. I don't know. I've never lived there. I would probably also hit my head on a lot of doorposts and subways and stuff like that because I'm 6'2", so I hear that that happens over there. But anyways, that's, you know, besides the point. But living here, you do experience some certain pressures to fit the mold of an extrovert. Very much so, even in professional settings, right? You're expected to put yourself out there. You're expected to be a part of those icebreaker games and you're expected to stick a smile on your face and participate in meetings. And when you may not naturally feel like that is the best way that you can contribute in those situations. Now, if it's an icebreaker game, then here's my contribution. Bye. I ain't doing it, you know, but if we're talking about a important milestone, trying to hit some milestones in, during your project or, or hitting your quotas or important stuff, then yeah, like I'm your guy right there. But, and you're just like, you're probably that person too, but, or you want to be, but you just, uh, your, your format might change and how you contribute the most, right? I'll give you an example, smile and dial, you know, that kind of selling. I was a part of that for a long time. And I mean, I still am to some extent, you know, but sometimes your manager uh, just wants you to shut up and smile and dial and get out there in the world and go bring some sales in, which, of course, you don't object to bringing sales in, but that might just not be your forte, right? That might be a little bit too much of a challenge for you as it was for me. So when I walk into my first job, my first big boy job, that is, and they hand me a headset and they say, all right, here you go. Rock and roll, man. Have a good first day. And I'm over here like, what? You want me to pick up the phone and call somebody I don't know? (laughs) I mean, are you crazy? That's going to irritate the person on the other end. No end, right? So that doesn't make sense. Okay, well, fine. I had to figure that out. And that's kind of why part of them made the course. But the first thing that I had to do was admit that I'm an introvert and then I'm going to change some things. So as you heard in the video, I said the first step is to admit it. Well, the second step, what's the second step? It's understanding it. Okay, so this is where we really get into more of the course materials, but I'll just hit a couple of things really quick. And again, the course you can find at salesforintroverts.com. But three quick highlights that I think will help you understand it. First of all, stop pretending. Once you admit it, don't pretend you're an extrovert. You can figure it out. 
you don't have to pretend you don't have to go to the events and smile and 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 act like you are because you're just sucking power away at your ability to do your job well first of all but secondly just kind of enjoy yourself or just be healthy there is an entire section of the course about or a video excuse me a module on the course about how to stop pretending and my thoughts on that second takeaway is you need to start to learn how to leverage your strengths so maybe being in social settings or maybe getting out there and playing taking people to play golf is is not for you that's fine what is for you like what got you into sales in the first place are you a master investigator are you a master at putting proposals together considering all the different scenarios and pros and cons of your company and then cons of your competition and you give these guys this really slick five-page document that says here's why you want to do business with me like you're the person on the the tv show the csi show that you may not be the main lead star but you're the person in the background that does all the work you know that might be you eventually you'll get there you're gonna be the star you can be the star but you know Get some experience under your belt first before you get ready to step on stage. And finally, the last takeaway is called, or what I call, building your brand. And that means what it's like to work with you. Is it a pleasant experience? Do you have happy customers? What do you do that makes you good at your job? And again, there's a whole segment on the course for that how to build your brand. So the first step is to admit that you're an introvert. It's awesome. You should try it. And the second step is to understand what it looks like. My examples where you can stop pretending, you can start leveraging your strengths, you can start building your brand. But there's a lot of other things that go into understanding it. Just the day-to-day is how do you structure your day differently? What do you do differently that maybe other people don't do. And let me pat myself on the back here. I made fun of myself a lot earlier, but one one thing that I did do growing up and I continue to do into my adulthood is that I'm not afraid to do something different just because nobody else is. I, I don't have to go with the flow all the time. I don't feel obligated or pressured by my peers to do everything that they do and do it in the exact same order that they do. And now, while that's, that might cause some consternation by upper management, you know, as long as you have that latitude in your job to structure things that make the best sense for you to give yourself and your territory a happy and healthy chance, then, then go for it. So... I just I never really struggle with that. In fact, I made it a point to be kind of uh, different. And professionally, at least, it seems to have paid off. And a good management or CEO or owner, or if you are the management of the company, by the way, that those kind of people appreciate that. Because if you can prove that that works for you and shows results and makes you good at what you do, then uh, then they should respect that. Likewise, if you are 
the head honcho and the sale, the head salesperson or whatever, then, uh, then don't be afraid. Don't, don't feel pressured to, to have to conform to something that you think that you have to do. I mean, feel free to step out there. That's why you're probably an entrepreneur in the first place. So good luck to you in that. But I think that's the end of the reflections for today. So I appreciate you listening this far. Thanks so much for being a part of this. Reach out to me. Shoot me an email. Mark at salesforintroverts.com. Maybe you're not sure if you want to take the course or not. You want to learn a little bit more about it. There's a ton of information on the website. But if you have specific questions for me, be happy to talk to you about it. So once again, my email. So once again, my email is mark at salesforintroverts.com. All right. So we got some more podcasts coming up. Thanks for listening this far. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.